Hi everyone, welcome to your favorite podcast, a show where we help you listen to your pets. With every episode we release, there is so much love that we receive from all of you and it's absolutely overwhelming and my team and I are so grateful for you to actually take our time and listen to every single episode, implementing the tips that we share and also taking our time to even let us know how you liked it. Trust me, every single response we get, there's a little dance that we do together back here. Our animals love talking and it's time we start listening. In today's episode, we are going to talk about stress for our dogs and what are its common causes. So when I say the word stress, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Think about it. Maybe write it down. A lot of you do hold on to a pen and paper when you listen to this podcast. So why not write the words as they come to you? You could have thought of different words, right? It could be pressure, tension, uh, being in a stressful situation, so much more. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Stress is a normal body reaction, but too much stress does cause an imbalance in our dog's mind and body. There are so many different ways our dogs signal their humans that they are feeling stressed out. There could be subtle symptoms such as repeated yawns, excessive itching when they are experiencing a particular trigger, ears down, barking non-stop, so many things, right? Sometimes the symptoms could also be quite obvious where your dog bites or attacks out of fear, poops out a loose, smelly stool, crouches in the corner, shivering, etc. As a pet parent, our role is to identify these stressful situations for our dog and teach them ideal response in place of taking stress which is absolutely not necessary. Now you may ask us that why does my dog feel stressed out in this situation? There is nothing that can possibly harm him, then why is he feeling this way? Now let me share an example with you. When we get our dogs home, we need to understand that they belong to another species. That means they aren't able to figure out things which may seem quite basic to us. In this instance, let's take an example of a doorbell. Put yourself in your dog's paws for just a minute right here. Now imagine you're in a new surrounding where you're able to understand certain things but not most things because this isn't a natural environment where your instincts suppose. Imagine you're somewhere like um, you know deserted on an island. You have no idea what to do. Nobody has told you anything. That's how it is for our dogs when we get them home, right? An apartment life isn't something that you're able to decipher right from a young age when compared to the wild or the streets which is actually your natural habitat. I would want you to imagine all of this while you're in your dog's paws. So when you hear a strange sound of a bell, you wonder what that sounds like. And just like Pablo's dog, your response is conditioned based on your perception, not what was taught to you by a human. Let me simplify this for you. So every time the doorbell rings, you could associate it with someone entering your territory or being present there. A new scent has entered your direction, but you aren't sure what to do about it. Were you supposed to guard it? Are you supposed to be alert? Are you supposed to ignore it? You have no idea. So when this guidance does not come in from the pack leader, that is the human family, right in your early days when you're back home, you probably acted out of survival and formed a response based on the best of your knowledge. Now I'd like you to come back to reality, come back to your human form, okay? And take a second here and think about it. What is your dog's response to a simple sound of a doorbell? Does your dog get triggered and start barking every time the bell rings? Does he run away in a corner or in a room as a hideout? 
or is he just sitting simply where he was minding his own business unaffected by the whole event and when you have your answer ask yourself one more question was this response taught by you or was it a response they learned on their own if it's the latter then the next 5 minutes are for you here we are going to talk about the four common causes of stress to our dogs and how we can help them overcome it are you ready awesome let's dive in cause number 1 unpredictability in the environment when our puppies are younger they look for guidance to understand the world around them puppies are born deaf and blind and it's only through their nose that they find their mother who directs them to a safe spot keeping them healthy and happy till they slowly start to open their eyes and ears when they start to learn about the environment around them the world around them they begin to develop a sense of understanding of their own This is a very crucial time for any individual as they form an opinion on their environment. When we adopt a puppy and we bring them home or even an adult dog for that matter, we change their environment from their canine family to a human family. This transition results in a sense of wonder and confusion in the puppy because they aren't sure of certain things such as the doorbell sound, sounds of other stray dogs barking downstairs or even the fact that they are put into a moving vehicle every 20 days to get poked by a human clad in white. Now who tells them about all this? Who gives them the clarity of idle behavior to situations beyond their natural instincts? You let your puppy grow on the streets on his own or in the wild he will thrive as he can smell see and hear better than all of us but you put him in an apartment and he is all over the place the cable wires do feel good to chew the carpet seems okay to pee on and yes of course the doorbell means that new humans are here to jump on you see what i'm trying to explain to you here when the environment is unpredictable the behavior is unpredictable too I would like to repeat that for you. When the environment is unpredictable, the behavior is unpredictable too. When our dogs don't receive clear guidance on what is going on, they try to rack their brains to make a little bit sense through association. But when the situation keeps changing, they are unsure of what to do. Hence their response turns out, yes, you got that right. Stress You see nobody bothered to explain to little Grover the Rottweiler what a doorbell really is. So he tried to put in the clues together to form his own understanding. He noticed that the bell notifies someone is at the door. Since his instincts ask him to guard his territory, he feels the need to alert the pack every single time the bell is rung, translating into Hey everyone, there's a new spell found. Someone has come. I repeat, someone has come. We need to check this ASAP, guys. Someone is at the door. We need to check it. Someone can be a threat. Please, please open the door. I want to check it myself. All of this is communicated by your dog through non-stop stress bark. It's something that could be easily translated into a human language. And when the oblivious human opens the door, ask rover to calm down affectionately rover stop barking stop barking see it's your uncle from the other day why do you need to bark but this doesn't change rover's behavior because nobody has bothered correcting rover when he feels stress neither has anybody bothered to tell rover how to respond when someone enters the house or at least even if you have you've not communicated it the right way now rover is just being a dog 
especially someone who stresses out easily and wants to do a thorough check first. Smell the guest from head to toe. Now you may tell me that yes, I do tell him. I tell him that the person is not a threat and yet my dog doesn't listen. It's probably because you're not communicating the right way. If you're giving affection, that is not how you correct. You're not correcting his behavior, you're actually reinforcing it. So your dog is not understanding corrected behavior, your dog is understanding encouraged behavior. Now tell me, is that really necessary? When your dog feels like he wants to do that, what do you think he is actually trying to say to you? Think about it. When we asked Rover, he is probably saying something like, let me check if this person is safe or not. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. But actually, let's ask ourselves this question. Is Rover a guard dog? And if the answer is no, then does Rover really need to check on every person thoroughly when he comes in? Imagine you have a human child in the house and every time the bell rings, the particular kid runs to the door and starts probing the guest with questions on where is he from, what does he want and so on. Two things would happen here, right? One, your guest would get intimidated and probably a little annoyed, anyone would, right? And second, you'd ask your kid, hey, do you not trust me? Remember how I told you your aunt was going to come visit? She's the same aunt and if I've let her in, you need to trust me that I know she is safe and won't hurt you. So why doesn't the same rule apply for your dog? Let me repeat what I said earlier. Unpredictable environments lead to unpredictable behavior in our dogs. When they are not able to form an association or an understanding of what is going to happen, it stresses them out. You may have noticed how some dogs with behavioral concerns, especially reactive ones, aren't really fond of young children. It is simply because kids are always all over the place, running, jumping, screaming. They come close to let the dog smell, but the moment our dogs bring their nose closer to inspect, the kid flutters out and starts screaming in fear. This confuses our dog and then there is a spectrum of emotions that they aren't able to pinpoint on. These same dogs are the ones that you would notice who would actually find comfort in a stranger that doesn't bother them with their presence. That means that the stranger offers no attention whatsoever. That is what they prefer. So how do we resolve this cause for our dog, right? We can't always ask the person to never look at our dog, never pay attention to him because that's not going to work. It's not a solution in the long run. So what do we do? The answer is, we provide him with all the information he needs and guide him to relaxation. That means the next time the doorbell is rung and Rover barks as his default action, he's corrected by the parent and asked to stop barking. Not by shouting at him, but by setting an example for him. Hear me out carefully. I'm going to narrate to you how I would like you to correct your dog in cases like this. Every time we shout at our dogs as a response to their barks, where we would say something like, no, no, relax, calm down. It is equivalent to barking at them. Shouting is barking in dog language. And dogs bark when they are nervous, anxious, suspicious or excited. Never when they are angry. Shouting at your dog saying, relax, relax, calm down, calm down. will actually have your dog look at you and say, mm, hello, first you calm down. What I'm trying to say here is, I've divided it into three steps. How you can actually correct your dog. Step 1. Contain yourself and be aware of your emotions. Be calm and patient with your canine child. He is also learning just like you. Step 2. Ask your dog to back off. 
step away from the door or rather even from the thought of stressing out correct him by growling the word off off basically means back off you move away the person is going to stay where he is the object is going to remain where it is my dog needs to learn to back off when you growl your dog understands that he needs to step away you know how when your dog growls at you and he wants you to step away same thing step number 3 when he stops barking calmly ask him to sit down and wait patiently while the door opens tell him who has come and now is a good time to explain to him or even earlier this way you're not feeding him the information after he has had the stress attack it is actually to avoid it in the first place when you teach your dog how you would like him to behave in an unpredictable environment he knows you are confident enough to know what is happening around your clarity gives him the assurance that he is in safe hands remember don't let their stress get to you let your calmness get to them i will give you a minute to take that in time for cause number 2 inconsistency in leadership at every point in our life we look for a leader a mentor a guide who can pave the path for us help us when we are not able to understand certain things whether it is our parents who we are born with our teachers in school or our superiors in the corporate world it's no different for our dogs they need a pack leader a parent figure to help them when they feel stressed out about something and no the help they are asking for is not affection or attention they are actually looking for a tangible solution that is why trainers like us come in to assist in resolving the problem for you and your dog if you would like to know more about how to be a pack leader to your dog then we suggest that you check out one of our earlier podcasts where we talk about it in detail and when we say the word pack leader I would like to repeat and tell you that we don't talk about the whole alpha theory where you need to dominate and you need to show your dog who's boss and be authoritative and all of that. If you try to be dominating to your dog, then he will always fear you. And we all know what happens when we have dominating parents, right? Either we rebel or we fear. I don't want the relationship between you and your dog to be established by fear. I would like it to be something which is more on the terms of respect. When your dog respects you, he looks up to you. And who do we look up to? Someone who is a mentor, someone who is a parent. So same thing. That is what I'm talking about. Now you may think to yourself, how is leadership related to stress for our dogs? The answer is inconsistency or lack of leadership. When the direction is missing or misleading, it is a natural reaction by our dogs to feel confused or stressed out. Let's take an example of Brandon, an indie dog, 1 year old, lovely temperament in the house, but outside the house, totally different dog. He lives with a family of 4, two young kids who treat him like our own brother. He plays, jumps, doesn't show any signs of stress indoors. But when the parents take him out for a walk, he resists to put a leash on, hides under the sofa, has to be pulled out and dragged out of the house. Downstairs, he even jumps at the slightest sound of a horn, a bike or any sudden movement. He watches people with a weary eye and if they meet his eye, he either crouches backwards or sits down frozen. Now all of this paints quite a clear picture of the dog being stressed, right? How would we address this concern? First, understand how this came about in the first place going back to brandon's history there seems to be no cause of abuse or anything when he was on the streets then what is the fear 
I would say let the past be in the past and prepare for a fresh departure a new beginning maybe in the beginning days while brandon's fear would have resulted from the lack of information of what was happening or how to respond he would have tested a bark or a growl here and there and realized that it gets people to step away from him therefore making it his savior response now all this from a noble thought of self defense so let's restart be the leader brandon wishes to see give the leadership he craves for so when you become the role model for your dog he learns his response behaviors from you so the next time brandon goes for a walk we hold the leash in calmness that is flowing through your body when there is a distraction or a possible trigger we ignore and keep walking motioning brandon to do the same when he ceases ignoring he receives the guidance for him to do the same follows suit and realizes this actually has a much more calming effect than taking stress for no reason this actually gets him what he wants that means escape from the situation but in a healthy way repeating this process makes it second nature of the response for both you and brandon automatically changing the situation through a simple act of right leadership be consistent with your role as a pack leader as it is of utmost importance either you are a leader or a follower you can't be both and you definitely can't be oscillating between the two The idea is to retain your role as a leader and have your dog respect and trust your consistency through your actions. Cause number 3, lack of trust and respect. Here's a question for you. Do you feel your dog trusts you and respects you 100%? Even if not fully, how much do you feel that he does? When you have your answer, I want you to ask yourself one more question. How much do you trust and respect your dog? Yeah, well, it's a mutual bond kind of thing. Where the trust and respect is missing, your dog isn't sure who to listen to and what to do in case a problem arises and as an SOS rises to the occasion and calls the shots. That means when you see your dog barking at a differently looking stranger on the streets, your dog is probably saying something like, "Hey, beware. Trust me. Trust me this guy looks like danger smells a little bit fishy so you need to be careful your dog could be wrong but who's going to tell her that for her she doesn't know who to trust when it comes to surrendering to the circumstances that same trust and respect needs to come from you where you gain her trust by looking out for her respecting her enough to include her in her day to day routine and so much more time for another real life example are you ready awesome Let me tell you the story about this puppy called Cinnamon. Cute, right? Cinnamon is a 6-month-old cocker spaniel who has issues of staying alone at home. The whole process stresses her out so much and because of that her parents never actually left her alone, making it a never-ending cycle of stress. When we inspected the case in depth, we realized that the reason of not wanting to leave Cinnamon alone seemed like a separation anxiety from top, but actually the root cause was stemming from lack of trust. Her family did not trust her alone at home with things lying around or even with her own safety as she had a habit of stealing and of destruction. Looking at the situation from a third person's view, the problem seemed pretty obvious. The lack of trust and respect stressed out Cinnamon to act out. But we couldn't live this way now, can we? So as a solution, we started an exercise of leaving Cinnamon alone in the house for 15 minutes every day. You may ask me how is this related to trust and respect when the parents were leaving home they were specifically instructed by us to trust Cinnamon with the information of where they were going 
who they were going with and when will they be back all this as a form of respect all of it was communicated to her very clearly before leaving in the most calm and composed tone so when they came back guess what happened zero destruction we had placed a secret camera in the hall to observe cinnamon's whereabouts but we just caught her sleeping her way through the experiment moral of the story when you trust your dog your dog trusts you back give him a chance to trust you same goes for respect not giving your dog a clear message is also a message communicating hey i don't trust you that's why i need to create you or that's why i need to chain you and that's why i need to lock you in my room I would say why not teach your dog to be responsible and then trust him with his freedom think about it lastly we are going to come to cause number 4 which is threat to safety and survival instinct this seems like one of our longest podcast i know but don't worry i've saved the bonus tip for you right in the end this particular cause we will be addressing here this particular cause that we'll be addressing here sums up the rest of the things we have been talking about earlier in today's episode Safety and security form as basic needs of any individual and we have studied all of those things in Maslow's theory right when this basic need is threatened it is most natural for our dogs to feel stressed out for their well-being sometimes even ours as well they learn to protect and guard without all information and clarity and that's when the stress sets in because they aren't able to understand their environment that well like i said earlier if our dogs would be living in the wild they wouldn't need to worry about how to be safe and secure our stray dogs live a long happy life of 15 to 18 years but it's our pet dogs that find it difficult to even understand what to do next the solution here is simple help your dog learn that their safety and security is in your hands when they receive that kind of reassurance from you they have no reason to worry about it but the bigger question here is how do we communicate this to them you may have said it multiple times verbally to your dog saying hey don't worry we're there for you and yet it stresses your dog out so then what the idea here is that in the most stressful moment our dogs aren't looking for affection they are looking for assurance that means action trumps words your dog would want to see you take charge or at least become a role model to mirror your behavior For instance, every time you walk your dog through a busy street and a huge truck goes by making a disturbing noise, a loud noise, and that actually stresses your dog out because he's not sure if he's safe from it or not. In this case, your dog looks up at you or at least feels the energy on the leash. And what is your reaction? If you also respond in fear and tighten your grip on the leash or at least get a little jittery which actually may be present because you're just scared for your dog but he doesn't know that for him it is the same response that he's getting from that loud noise for him you're also scared so as a result the same energy flows through between the both of you either through the leash or without just by being next to each other and surprise surprise your dog is scared too I would like you to consciously change that. Actions speak louder than words. So if you want to let your dog know that you are here to keep him safe, prove it. In this same situation, the next time you spot a huge truck, walk by and ignore it. Rather than staying there and consoling your dog saying, "It's okay, it's okay." You are actually showing your dog what you want him to do with your actions. When your dog sees the calm and the fearless version of you, he looks up to you for it. He feels yes this is the leader i would like to trust and mimics the same response 
So that brings us to the end of today's episode. We hope you were able to learn something new today. If you have any questions, we'd be happy to answer them for you. And you can always, always reach out to us on our website at allyoursforanimals.com or DM us on Instagram at allyoursforanimals. Wait a minute, it's time for the bonus tip before you go. Here's a little homework for all of you pet parents. I want each one of you to make a list of all the things that stress your dog out in his daily life. It could be as little as the sound of a pressure cooker whistle or as major as 100 guests in your house. Remember, there is no limit to the answers, so keep listing them out as you see them. Once you do that, I want you to draw a column on the other side against each stress point that you have listed. I would want you to think hard and with the best of your listening ability, learn why is this stressful for your dog. The why is very important. What is the root cause of it? Is it lack of clarity? Is it trust issues? Is it scared for safety? Etc. When you are able to find the cause, it will be easier for you to resolve it for your dog. And if you need help, you know where you can find us. Thank you for being such a lovely audience and listening so patiently. We will see you soon with another episode of How to Listen to Our Animals. My name is Divya Sambhavani. Signing off. Take care and stay safe.